Good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to tonight's episode of the Space Cowboy Movie Discussion Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Calvin. Tonight, we'll be talking about 80s teen movies. And let's be real, 80s teen movies are far more relatable now than they were back then. I mean, think about it. You see all these, you know, popular people on social media posting a scene, an aesthetic-looking scene from the film with a, uh, what, what should I call it? Uh, edgy caption, or that'll be a line from the movie, or just any caption for that matter. Um, now, when people think 80s teen movies, you'll think, you know, the Brat Pack classics. You'll think The Breakfast Club. <clears throat> Excuse me. 16 Candles. Pretty in Pink. St. Elmo's Fire. But there's also other ones. Now, don't get me wrong. I love 80s teen movies. They're some of my favorite. Pretty in Pink is one of my favorite movies. Ducky is the man. I'm going to talk about that later. But there's also the films like Weird Science or the classic, you know, perfect film, Encino Man. I mean, come on. Brendan Fraser. Oh, perfect film. Any movie with Brendan Fraser. Good movie. That's not true. Don't, yeah, that, that's just not true, but I love Brandon Fraser. Anyways, so let's kick it off <clears throat> with talking about what these, or you know what, no, let's, let's kick it off with talking about The Breakfast Club. Actually, you know what, now I think about it, before I start talking about today's episode, I promised you guys last episode a story, a funny story about Cannibal Holocaust, that crazy film I told you guys about. Now, around sometime in December this past year, I had my friends over. And they're my this group of friends, my friends are the best friends I could ask for. They watch all these crazy horror movies that I show them. And they're just awesome. So I was like, oh, well... I, let's watch Cannibal Holocaust. And they're like, what's Cannibal Holocaust? I'm like, oh, it's like, it's said to be like super extreme, but I've seen it. It's really not that bad. And one of my friends looks at me and goes, I've heard of that movie. Um, I've heard it's pretty bad. And so I was like, no, it's not. So we, we went back and forth about it a little. And so finally I pulled up the IMDb parents guide. And all of this list of all of the nutso scenes and, you know, the gore and everything. And I'm like, I don't remember watching this. Then I realized, I, when I originally first watched Cannibal Holocaust, was in sixth grade on Hulu. It's the censored, edited version. So they took out most of the crazy, gory scenes. No, that's my bad. I'm just a dumbass. I mean, they, I, I don't know how I didn't put two and two together. So if if you guys, to, to my friends who were there, if you guys are listening to this, I apologize. My bad. Cannibal Holocaust, you know, you know, Cannibal Holocaust, not that bad. Anyways, it is. It's pretty bad. Anyways, back to the topic for today's episode let's start with the breakfast club like i said now the breakfast club 
is a cult classic. Everybody loves it. I don't know a whole lot of people that haven't seen it. And if they haven't seen it, then that's totally fine. I mean, something about movies. If someone hasn't seen a movie, that's okay. If it's a pretty good movie, show it to them. If you have the time, show it to them. So, The Breakfast Club. You know, released in 1985. Had the Brat Pack, you know, Molly Ringwald, Jude Nelson, Ali Sheedy, Emilio Estevez, and uh, Anthony Michael Hall. You know, they were in a lot of movies. I mean, they were in Sixteen Candles, St. Elmo's Fire, Pretty in Pink, and of course, you know, The Breakfast Club. But what a lot of people relate to is the characters. I mean, these characters, they're just a group, they're a group of high schoolers. And at at the time, it, those high schoolers, though those types of people really were like you know the the groups in high school, and to a certain extent they are today. They there are still those groups, but they're they're more subtle. They're not so out there like prominent. Oh, here's the jocks. Here's the popular girls. Here's the punk, and here's the dweeb. So, if if you haven't seen Breakfast Club, check it out. Great film, funny, great lines in that movie. I, I I don't I don't know any other movie that has so many just top notch lines. Actually, I pardon me, I do. There are plenty of movies that have you know that that level of quotable lines, but this is up there with some of the greats. Um, and so definitely go watch it. And the whole film takes place in a single day. And there are, <coughs> excuse me, five, there are five students at, from this high school that have to go in for Saturday morning detention. And they go in not knowing, a, or knowing of each other, but not knowing a damn thing about each other and not wanting anything to do with one another. They just wanted to go and get out. Now they get there. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. They get there. And the principal has, instead of, you know, just making them sit there and be quiet, has them write a paper. And what ends up happening is, you know, they, that's not how it works. You're not just going to sit there and write a paper for the entire morning. So they, they end up having fun and whatnot and all this stuff. But it, the characters are so, not, no one's perfect. And it, it really taps upon that idea. And um, and you see that every single character has their flaws. Every single character struggles with something. They all have some sort of internal issue or issue at home. And that's part of what makes, it's, makes the film so relatable. I mean, there's a scene where they're all talking and the character Bender yells at the popular girl who's played by Molly Ringwald. I can't think of who played Bender off the top of my head right now. And he says something about her, you know, being wealthy and from a nice family and how he's from a tough family and his father burns him with cigarettes. And she snaps back at him with, you know, saying how her life isn't so perfect and starting how her parents use her divorced parents use her to get back at one another, and it it 
I've heard people say that, wow, I've heard people say, wow, I, I really relate to this. I, I, you know, everything, you know, is as great as it might seem. And it's like that for every character. The, the, uh, what was it? The, the weird girl, she just, she wants attention. And the parents don't pay attention to her. The jock, he, he, his dad won't let him lose. And he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be what his dad wants him to be. The dweeb, eh, the dweeb's just the dweeb. I mean, he doesn't have that much of a problem. I, I believe he says, oh, well, sometimes, you know, my mom doesn't cut off the crust of my sandwich. But, yeah, he's still there. He, he's a cool guy. He's he's there to mediate everything. So, the, as the film progresses, you see them grow closer. And they know how each... They know... Or, let me phrase. They know how each other are feeling. With how they're perceived. Or how their lives are at home. Because they all have those problems. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. But even in that, as a matter of fact, draws them closer. They they become friends. I mean you can you can see it. They they have so much fun in that one day of detention. And it's it it really it it makes you think, wow, you know, this is like this is a feel-good movie. Like it, it feels good good to see uh, such a tight group of friends like this and but at the end and i'm sorry i think this is going to get into spoiler it's not really that big of a spoiler the ending is nothing big but spoiler warning real fast semi-spoiler warning at the end they just all leave they all go their separate ways and you never know i mean for all we know they they never talked again and that and i've I've heard I've heard the director, <clears throat> whose name I have written down. <clears throat> Excuse me, I my throat's still bothering me. By the way, I know there's a lot of ums and silence with this podcast. This is a side note with this podcast. I, I wanna I wanna make it authentic. I don't wanna edit a bunch of stuff out. I, you guys will hear my thought process and just I'm talking. Um. Anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. Holy guacamole. It was John Hughes. I forgot. I'm sorry. He direct wrote writ, wrote and directed a lot of the Brat Pack movies, and he said he that that ending is supposed to symbolize sometimes how high school works. You graduate and you guys go your separate ways, and it's one of those. He wants to make it as close to reality as possible, but it, you still you they still have that memory of that day in detention. And he wants you guys to know they might go their separate ways. Hell, they might even stay friends for the rest of their lives. But they might go their separate ways, but still remember. But we'll all still remember that day they had in detention where they were like the bestest of friends. But seriously, guys, go check it out. Great film. Absolutely stupendous. Hilarious. Brilliantly written. And I've... I, I have nothing but the utmost praise for this film, as I do with a lot of movies. A lot of movies I like. There are movies, of course, that I don't like. But a lot of movies I like to give a chance. So, the next film we're going to talk about is, and we're going to stick for the most of this podcast, we're going to take a, just 
just take a look at the Brat Pack movies. So the next, but the next film I would like to talk about is Sixteen Candles, and now this one, <laughs> Sixteen Candles, just a little whack. Won't lie, it stars Molly Ringwald, who played the popular girl in Breakfast Club, and it stars uh, Michael Anthony Hall, who played the geek in Breakfast Club, um, and it also has a. What's that guy's name? It's like Michael Schoeffing? I don't remember. Anyways, he plays kind of a, you know, the, the cool guy. The, cooler than the the geek. Also, it stars, uh, I I don't want to butcher his name. He's, he's, he's an Asian actor. Very funny. His character's name is Long Duck Dong. And I, I've read... To recently, or somewhat recently, that nowadays people look at that and see, or and say, uh, that's kind of, you know, racially insensitive. But, I mean, at the time, it was totally cool. I mean, it's a funny movie. He's a great character. He's a great actor, too. And every time someone says his name, you hear a gong go off in the background. It's funny. It's very good. And he's... Anyways, anyways, I'll get into his character a bit late, later. <clears throat> so... The whole premise of the film is it's Molly Ringwald's 16th birthday and her older sister is getting married, but she, you know, she has school on her birthday and her older sister is getting married and they're getting all ready for that. And her parents forgot about her 16th birthday. Not only that, but she was then just informed that her grandparents are coming to stay with them. Which means she's kicked out of her room. And so therefore she shares a room with Long Duck Dong. In his intro, the first time you see him is when she or she goes she's staying in her brother's room. Her brother is staying elsewhere in the house, her little brother. And he has a bunk bed. She's laying on the bottom bunk, all pissed off, understandably. And long duck and uh, long duck dong peeks his head down from the top bunk looks at her and goes what's uh, happening hot stuff and that's one of the funniest moments in any of these movies and he all he and he's really trying to adapt to american life but he just he says what he sees on tv which is absolutely priceless and so as the and you find out that um he's a foreign exchange student that's staying with the grandparents so they brought him along to experience an american wedding so the movie progresses, you know, the popular guy likes her and she she likes him. So but there's another there's a popular girl going after the popular guy and Molly Ringwald's not popular and then there's the geek who totally has the hots for Molly Ringwald and it, it it's it, it's a funny movie. It's a fun movie. It's it shows what it's like to like someone in high school. And there's there's definitely some how do I put this? There's definitely some more mature themes in in this in the undertone, as in you know you can't not everything's gonna work out in life. It definitely really sucks, and that's actually seen a lot in Pretty and Pink, more so than Sixteen Candles, which we'll talk about next. Um, but 
what it, all this stuff ends up happening, and you know, people end up with other people, and it's a good movie. I like it. It's it's funny. It's definitely got that '80s comedy. And it's got the whole you know '80s clothing, and the bright colors, and everything, and awkward situations. I mean, the geek tries to get Molly Ringwald's panties to sell it to his friends because they're a bunch of weirdos. And all this stuff, and Long Duck Dong hooks up with some girl. It's a great movie. Honestly, go check it out. Molly Ringwald, great actress. She's in all the Brad Pack movies, as a matter of fact. I think she's the only one that's in all of them, if, if I'm correct. I totally could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. Now, Sixteen Candles isn't a super long movie, so there's not a whole lot to talk about, and I don't want to spoil it for you guys. So I really recommend going and watching it. You could watch all the Brad Pack movies in a day, or even half a day. Definitely consider it. Maybe sit down on a Saturday if you don't have plans and be like, all right, cool. Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, St. Elmo's Fire, or however you want to mix it on the order. I definitely recommend watching St. Elmo's Fire last. <laughs> That's most definite. All right, now to my personal favorite, Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink, once again, <laughs> stars Molly Ringwald. And let me just say, Molly Ringwald, talented actress, very pretty, and definitely did great in all these movies. Anyways, so it has Molly Ringwald, like I said, uh, John Cryer, who you might know as um, uh, Alan uh, from Two and a Half Men. And it has uh, Andrew McCarthy, James Spader, Annie Potts, Harry Dean Stanton, uh, Gina Gershon. I believe that's her name. I can't remember. But anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. The whole, the whole, th let me first. This, this film is definitely one of the less popular ones, but is definitely one of the more realistic portrayals of liking someone in high school, more so than Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles was one of those movies meant to, you know, watch and be like, oh, I, I you know, like, I wish it was like that, but, but Pretty in Pink is most definitely <coughs> a different a view of it and once basically i'm not going to spoil a whole lot of it um i'm going to give a basic rundown and basically it is about this girl who just lives with her dad and he's a good man honest hardworking man and it's just them they live on the tougher side of town and she works at a record shop and goes to school and her best friend is a guy named ducky ducky is played by john cryer and he is my absolute favorite character in all of cinema i think he's the romantic underdog he he he's he's the guy best friend and everything i think he's great he's hilarious he has great one-liners just automatically says whatever comes to his head has no filter the entire film and it, it just makes for great moments so what ends up happening is there's this big dance and the guy who likes Molly Ringwald is the more popular guy. But Ducky also very much likes her. I mean, he's in love with her. and Or that's what he tells her. But she doesn't feel the same way. So she... I'm sorry. 
I take it back. This is going to be spoiler. She ends up going to the dance with this guy. After all this stuff, and her and Ducky have a big fight and whatnot. And what ends up happening is he realizes, or let me first, she <coughs> realizes that she doesn't like this guy as much as she she thought she did. And then what all this stuff goes down and she ends up go she originally I'm sorry, I'm getting I'm getting my <coughs> characters mixed up. She was gonna go to the dance with uh, the popular guy doesn't ends up going with Ducky. And Ducky's in this cool velvet blue suit. You know, stylish. He's got the greased up hair. He's he's looking good. He's got the duck man shoes. And looking looking stylish. And he looks at Aunt Andy, who is Molly Ringwald's character, and realizes that she does, as a matter of fact, really like the other guy. And he's like, go. Just, you know what? I, I, I realize you really like him. And I want you to be happy. And so he tells her to go to him. And, I mean, that's just... what I mean, what a great guy. Right? Like, he, he likes her, but he, you know what? He realizes she's going to be a little happier with the other guy. So if that makes her happy, then I'm happy as long as she's happy. And that's just great character. I, I that's, that's one of the reasons he's my favorite character. So... That's pretty in pink. Definitely go watch it. Please. Highly number one recommended on this episode. Uh, now, this is going to be a shorter episode uh, because there's not a whole lot of these to talk about. There is. I'll probably do a part two much later. But I'm, I'm cut for time and I wanted to get an episode out for you guys to listen if any of you are listening. And if you are, I thank you. So, the last movie I'll talk about tonight. Real fast, weird science. Uh, excuse me. There is an Oingo Boingo song of the same name. Oingo Boingo is a move or is a I'm sorry, a band. Uh, created by Danny Elfman, who is the composer and writes all the music for the Tim Burton films. Uh, yeah, he was in a really weird new wave band for a while. <laughs> uh, this one has Anthony Michael Hall, the geek from. Uh, Breakfast Club and uh, Sixteen Candles, and then also has a uh, Ian Michael Smith and Kelsey LeBrock, and guess what? It has a young, young like punk goth Robert Downey Jr. He plays one of the bullies, and it it's a weird movie. It's really weird. I mean, the two main guys they're friends and they're both kind of nerds, and they bring a Barbie doll to life. And she's like, you know, she'll be like the smoking hot babe, but she got magical powers. And it, fun movie. They have a, a bunch of wild stuff. She turns the mean older brother into a giant pile of shit. She, there's bikers and there's a party. It, crazy movie. Check it out. Hilarious. I absolutely love the film. But that about wraps it up there's not much a whole lot i can say about weird science it just is what it is just go check it out i mean they wore bras in their heads when they bring this the barbie to life but yeah i think that's about it for the episode i mean it's only 20 23 minute episode 
but there's not a whole lot to talk about with this content for today. Uh, I'll I'll do a part two though. I'll, I'll t- where we'll talk about Encino Man and, and Saint Elmo's Fire, but you know time restraints and figured hey I should get an episode out. So once again, thank you very much for listening. And if you are interested in being a guest co-host on the show, please let me know. I would love to have anyone on to talk about anything. I know this is a movie discussion podcast, but we'll talk about TV. We'll talk about a video game or an anime or or an artist, a musical artist or an album or even a book. But yeah, please let me know if you guys would like to be on the show or anything. And this... Uh, podcast will be streaming on major podcasting platforms so it'll be on spotify and it'll be on soundcloud and uh google podcasts and uh, it my other episode is currently in review by apple so hopefully they like it and take it i'm really hoping for it so and hopefully this won't be on there but if you don't want to use any of those applications then that's not a problem and you could just, I'll have it uploaded to YouTube where you'll be able to check it out and whatnot. So once again, thank you guys for listening tonight. And I'll be back uh, either later this week or over the weekend or even next week with a brand new episode coming at you hot from the fastest hands this side of the Milky Way. Your Space Cowboy host signing off. <laughs>